soul to your soulful goddess podcast or if it's your first time in tuning in welcome my name is Safa I am an intuitive life coach and I help soulful women reclaim their freedom and voice by awakening their divine feminine so that they may become the women they were meant to be be in this space that you are in right now is just one of the many ways in which we can show up for one another. So I always say that the Your Soulful Goddess podcast is the place where open hearts and open minds can come together to talk about and discover new ways in which to heal, grow, and fully step into their true potential and power. Every week we dive into many different topics, talk to guests and really dive into different modalities of healing, debunk old myths that might have kept energy stuck around a particular technique or practice or idea and just so so much more. Today's episode in particular I'm super excited about because my guest is an absolute gem. You are going to love her. She's got such beautiful energy and she was kind enough to hang back just a little bit longer to offer all the Patreon supporters one more beautiful tidbit to listen to. And oh yeah, if you haven't become a Patreon supporter yet, go ahead and join. There's so much good material there to sink your teeth into. Also, I want to share something super exciting with you. You may or may not know this, depending on whether you follow me on Instagram or you're subscribed to my newsletter or not, but I love the subject of intuition. And I can tell you in earnest that intuition has saved my life on more than one occasion and in more than one way, and I believe it can do the same for you. So if you've been feeling completely out of sorts and very, very much indecisive, you struggle with your confidence or you feel like you're walking on eggshells all day long, and also especially I would say if you feel like you just can't trust yourself, not your mind, not your body, not your your emotions, not any bit of you. Intuition is the tool that can 100% help you strive forward and make actual changes that are going to transform your life so much. You're going to be decisive and laser focused. You're going to feel confident and be able to trust yourself implicitly, which is going to help you love yourself more deeply than ever before and allow you to have conversations and relationships that feel balanced and expansive versus contracted and stuff like just stuffy, right? Like they're making you walk on eggshells. Again, I use that phrase a lot for a reason. So if you feel in any way like you want to learn more about intuition, even if you already know a little bit and you're thinking, oh, I know there's everything there is to know about intuition. Let me tell you, it is a nuanced subject. There's a lot of little crevices, nooks and crannies that we can really dive into to go further with our knowledge of intuition itself. For example, getting super clear on the fact that intuition is not a feeling that is a big one for a lot of us especially those of us who are empaths and hsps because we feel so much but don't worry i've got a good explanation and reason for saying that or even just the distinction between intuition and instinct because they're different so there's so much there's so much richness to this topic and there are so many little things that we can take a look at to expand our own intuition our own understanding of it and our use of it in our 
day-to-day lives so that we can have better quality lives altogether. So as you can see, intuition is a subject that I am super, super passionate about, and I want to share more about it with you. So I want to invite you to join me on April 20th. That is a Tuesday, Tuesday, April 20th, 2021 at 6 p.m. as we have a conversation all about intuitive awakening and why intuition is so important to us, how it can save our lives, what it is, what it isn't. It's going to be what I'm calling an intuitive party. (laughs) So if you're interested in that, go ahead and shoot me an email, info at yoursoulfulgoddess.com, and I will send you all of the details for the Zoom call. Again, that's info at yoursoulfulgoddess.com. Join me April 20th. 2021 at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time so that we can talk about the many ways intuition can save your life. It's going to be so much fun. It's completely free. Oh, and at the end of the call, I'm going to give three people a special gift. I've got necklaces, crystal necklaces that I'm giving out. I am giving a 30-minute one-on-one consultation with me and a little extra goodie for one person. So sign up join the call, join the party, get excited, learn more about your intuition, and possibly walk away with some really awesome free goodies. But anyway, let me tell you more about my guest, Maxine Friend. Maxine is an internationally acclaimed psychic medium and channel that has been practicing professionally worldwide for over 13 years. Maxine recognizes that intuition is your birthright and that you can always tap into your metaphysical superpowers. Maxine's deep-rooted passion is to guide you on a journey of spiritual empowerment through the creation of your free will design. Maxine encourages you to be of spiritual sovereignty, to always listen to your intuitive intelligence before anything or anyone else, and she is genuinely passionate about the metrics of energy and wants to assist you in developing your own personal spiritual ecosystem. Maxine has been channeling some exciting new content so that you can go deeper into your intuitive pathfinding through personalized consultations and digital courses. So stay tuned and check all of that out. And now without further ado, here is the lovely Maxine. All right, Maxine, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. I've been looking forward to this interview and this call for a couple of weeks now, so I'm a little giddy. (laughs) Amazing. Well, I'm excited as well. Awesome. Well, Maxine, let's start with a little bit about you and what you do. Well, I'm a psychic channel and I also am a medium. And I'm also a spiritual mentor. So I've been, you know, focusing more on allowing individuals to access their spiritual ecosystems. So really coming from a place of empowerment and personal growth on behalf of the individual. So that's my main focus and passion. Oh my gosh, I love that. It's super powerful. And I think it's one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation with you is there is so much dense misunderstanding type energy and also so much vilification around 
the words psychic, medium, etc. And I think that one of them has to do with this idea that there is some kind of way for those of us who have clear clear abilities etc to tap into that stream of of time and see into the future and all of a sudden basically dictate what's going to happen and you know happen in people's lives so there's two things i really liked about um the wording that you used in terms of it really you're coming from a place of empowerment and allowing people take that self-authority and that self-empowerment um so first of all just honoring that and then second of all i would love to explore with you some of the misconceptions that you run across that we can clear up for people so they can better understand how this energetic work and this spiritual work will works <laughs> yeah that's a really rich topic and you know one of the things that's really important to point out is this is a highly unregulated industry so you can have people from all walks of life branding themselves mm -hmm. any way they want and you know being able to uh, provide advice or information and so if you come from a place of believing you may actually it's like a transference of power so you may actually give your power over to this person who claims to be a seer and maybe they are and maybe they are not mm -hmm. i come from the school of thought that we're all psychic but it's really important to always come from the perspective of empowerment um so when it comes from you know your question of you know some of the things to look for it's really important to understand if someone has you know a website testimonials reviews how long have they been in business what is their story and some of uh, the tips that might be useful is for example we're seeing a lot of abuse taking place on social media platforms currently Mm. And I'm sure that you've probably experienced this yourself, where people are sure. copying accounts and then DMing your clients. We're seeing a lot of things, even from the spiritual community, where it's it's normal or daily for me to have someone DM me and ask for a reading. And that's just goes against, you know, the guidelines, you know, the ethical guidelines. Like you don't, if you were a lawyer, you wouldn't, you know, call up a random stranger and ask if they needed like legal advice. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't happen. And so it's really important to keep in tune and in touch and have ethical boundaries. Rather, you want to hire a psychic and it's important to access, again, your own intuition to see who you're drawn to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah. that's a big topic right now, just with the platforms and, and you know, being such a deregulated, unregulated industry. Yeah. And I, there's, gosh, there's so much to that. So firstly, <laughs> I think it's so crucial for all of us to really tap into our intuition and remember that intuition doesn't equal emotion, right? So remember where and what your intuition actually feels like when it shows up for you to give you those holy yes moments mm -hmm. and apply them in a situation like this if you really are looking for someone who is going to let's say do a reading for you or um in the case of someone who does akashic reading do that etc there's so many different venues that we could look at right but if yeah. you do that i think you're absolutely right that there's got to be this beautiful interplay of 
do your homework, do your research, but ultimately you will know, you will have that sense, your inner knowing will to be tuned in, tapped in, turned on and be like, yep, here, nope, not that, you know, it, it, but we've got to be able to listen freely. Also, you know, like with everything, I think that when there is a sense of expansiveness showing up, um, whether it is with a business, whether it is with a practice, you know, a belief system, et cetera, there is always going to be a counterbalance or a counterpoint to what shows up as healthy and uplifting fruition, let's call it. So yeah, we are going to find a lot of the opposite out there, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, I think it's an opportunity for us to get even more clear and more present with things. And also to know that ultimately, like you were saying, and I think this is so important that I'm just going to keep hammering at home because it feels like a message that needs to be out there, is that ultimately you are the creatrix or the creator of your own life. So sure, it's nice to have tools and means of information. And it's always really to me, and we can definitely dive into uh, this a little bit more in a sec. But to me, this process, you know, that psychic connection, those moments are so much tools for self discovery and for self-awareness. So it's your choice. You can choose to tap into those spaces and draw this energy and this information in, or you can choose to go in a different direction. And ultimately, you are going to serve yourself from a higher self point of view or perspective, um, if that makes any sense. So I really, really love that. But let's go a little bit further still and really clear up just in case someone is listening who hasn't had an experience what exactly does psychic and medium mean and what does that look like <laughs> well being a psychic i guess uh there could be multiple interpretations but really it's almost like you are a you know you're translating energy and information through different mediums mm -hmm. so you might be someone who feels energy you might be someone who hears it smells it tastes it or just senses there's a knowing so there's quite a few uh, access points through our physical body and through our auric field and and our aura body and our etheric body and we're constantly processing energetic signatures. So really being a psychic is just a translation of that energy and how you move through that translation and take on those energetic signatures and decode what they mean for you. And it's important to also realize that it, these access points our special integrations to the individual. So not everyone will translate energy in the same way or have the same interpretation. And it's important to allow individuals to access that in a way that they can, you know, effectively translate and uh, be able to trust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, yes, thank you for that. And I love this topic so much because it's true. There's so much, not just nuance, but distinct point of access and just beauty within all of this. One of the things that always cracked me up a lot, and I didn't understand it until very recently, is that my nose has always been like extra sensitive. You know what I mean? And I just thought I was part of my HSP-ishness or my empathic nature. 
and uh, randomly we'd be somewhere and I would be like, oh gosh, I can smell this or this, or it smells like roses, or I can smell like baby powder or, you know, like things like those. And people always look at me like they give me the weirdest looks and forever. I actually stopped myself from tapping into that space of clear, I think it's clear, oh gosh, I, I'm going to butcher the name, but it has to do with your sense of, of smell. Uh, clear ambience. There you go. They're, they're French words. Um, so clear means to clear, yeah. to clear see, to clear smell. Um, there's even to clear taste, to mm -hmm. clear, uh, you know, and typically if um, you're using your nose that is typically associated with mediumship so if you smell cigarette smoke uh that could be you know someone that's around you that used to smoke and you can also detect weather changes and patterns and and things of that nature yeah oh my gosh so curious so wow now i gotta delve into it even more deeply like mm -hmm. i said I, I kind of put it i shied away from it from like high school on to i want to say even just about mm, seven years ago when my divine feminine resurgence started to happen really strongly like really really strongly um because it was like everybody shamed me for it but wow like and i've leaned into it more and more recently and i've moments where really i just like i can tell like there's roses in the air or like like you were saying weather i really can smell fog you know i'll be out and be like oh fog is coming or it's here and i can smell it and it smells like this and there's magic i don't know it just sounds really really funky when you say it that way but it's such a to me I'm also like you, I do believe everyone has these abilities. And I just think a lot of us have become, like I said, myself as an example, become numb to them or kind of ignore them out of fear of feeling too much. For example, you know, that sense of just knowing things that clear cognizance, that clear sentience, which are also very much present within me, but I, you shy away from stuff because it always gets very tabooed out of you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's so many ways that we can, you know, access information. And it's it's really important to have seen a lot of psychic qu uh, quizzes online that say, what is your Claire? And so from, from our spiritual perspective, uh, it's like a water fountain. You know, you may tap in and have natural inclinations to feel energy or feel an expansion versus contraction in your solar plexus, which is clairsentience. But then as you develop that skill, you might move more into, you know, um, clairaudience where you're hearing, uh, you know, your, your own voice inside your head or the voice of uh, someone or something else or a song in your head. So mm -hmm. all of a sudden there becomes a richer tapestry of interpretation that can now be brought forward. So it's not about what is your clair, it's more about, okay, which one are you naturally That's using mm -hmm. and you know, you're going to develop further access points to interpret energy as you move through your own spiritual development. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful. I mean, that gives us all space to grow and to shift and transmute, all of which are some of my favorite topics, you know? So I just think this is really, really beautiful. And there's also for a lot of us, there is previous information about these energetic practices and this real deep connection with the flow of life is what I actually call it. Or for those of us who are super nerdy like myself, let's call it the force, right? So there's so many ways and there's so much, so much mis mystery and misinformation. I think one of the biggest things that people come across is this fear 
that immediately tapping into any of this means something demonic. So mm -hmm. if, yeah, if we can explore that a little bit further, I would really love it. Absolutely. And again, a very rich topic. So we just, you know, you get two old the soul psychics <laughs> together, you're going to go deep fast. And that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, it's really important to understand that, you know, we are living in an, in an era and a time where a lot of us as a collective are struggling with anxiety, mental health, and just to bring it back to the fear based on, you know, being able to pick up information, it does come from the unseen world. Mm -hmm. And so when you weave in how you were raised culturally, or perhaps a spiritual practice that you were born into, or religion, or any kind of, you know, theory that you were raised into, these can also integrate, you know, some fears based on those belief systems. So whenever you are receiving information, or an energetic signature you don't understand, this can generate depression, anxiety, and fear, especially when it goes against the fabric of the system you were raised in or the belief system. Mm -hmm. So it can be very frightening on a very real level when you are now being introduced to feelings, emotions, images, dreams, you know, all ways that we can interpret or receive energy, and we're not understanding what is taking place. So it's a very normal, natural feeling to feel out of control, to generate maybe even some anxiety or some depression, and in more extreme cases, want to just shut the whole thing down because mm -hmm. it feels so debilitating. And that's why empowerment is so key. And to understand the energy, to understand quantum mechanics. If you are on the nerdier side, it's a wonderful way to understand the realms mm -hmm. and to understand how we can feed into raising our vibration and those realms. So it makes sense that there would be fear. And we all have an ego and a physical body. So on some level, we'll all at some point experience this fear. Yeah. And so empowerment and education is key to understand what's taking place. And they go super hand in hand. I mean, to me, one of the most pivotal points of just like transition in my life that has helped me the most in growth has been that idea of knowledge, you know, really equip yourself with curiosity and go deeper, right? Keep asking questions, keep really looking at things, be very discerning, allow that discernment to come through for you and take what serves you, leave what doesn't, go deeper, and just kind of like a never-ending cycle. And to me, that feels very empowering, especially when we're talking about things that may seem a little bit more esoteric, right? Absolutely. And you may resonate to one kind of practice. Maybe someone else is deeply resonating to something else. And it's just important that we're constantly taking our spiritual temperature and deciding. Mm. And uh, we even say this with our own clients, you know, you just take the information that resonates, throw the rest away. It's important mm -hmm. that you know you're in charge through your free will experience and how you choose to move through this experience in this incarnation is up to you and you do have that free will piece to work with. And it's important that people understand that so they can move through the experience and have some semblance of feeling like they have some choices and that they're in charge.
Oh, yes. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I was just about to take us in this direction. Let's talk a little bit about free will, right? Free will versus destiny. And, and the thing that I think we get very confused when it comes to this kind of work. Yeah, it's a really interesting topic that you can see has been explored richly through movies. I mean, look at the movie Forrest Gump. Look at the movie The Wizard of Oz. I mean, let's take The Wizard of Oz. I mean, come on. You know, Dorothy is passed out. She's in a dream and she sees her spiritual guides. And where are they taking her? They're taking her down the yellow brick road to see what? Her higher self, God, the universe. And who does that end up being? A funny little man behind the curtain? And, <laughs> yeah. and what is the ultimate message at the end? That there's no place like home, like all of it was inside of her. But she went on this beautiful journey in order to find herself. And that's ultimately why we're here. We're here to find ourselves. And, and so to answer your question, yes, there's destiny. You know, you may have before incarnating on earth decided, you know what, I'm going to overcome these following things. Mm -hmm. And then once you're on earth, once you have a physical body, those assignments might be really, really challenging. And so even though you have encoded these assignments in this incarnation, it doesn't mean that you're enjoying the experience and you do have the ability and the power to change your experience by overcoming, uh, releasing fear or just learning from the experience itself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so it's, you know, so when you ask the question, are there things predestined? Absolutely. Do you have free will? Absolutely. Yes, you do. You know, because you get to decide if you choose to move forward in that relationship or that job or live in that house, mm -hmm. right? So it's important to kind of to work within both of these systems in order to get that holistic view of life. Yeah. Yeah. Get that balance point and much more so than balance, just that, that mm, maybe symbiotic relationship between the two. And also it just changes the texture of things, in my opinion, from the sand of, or from, yeah, from the perspective that, yeah, this may be your chosen contract, for example, and we're definitely going to talk about that in a sec, but, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you've got to lean into this if it is causing disarray or also to, you may not know what that looks like. There's this series of books that I love. Um, called the sword of truth and one of the biggest points for one the main character is everyone keeps getting this prophecy and these prophecies and his point is always okay you've got this but you never know how it's going to play out or why it's playing out the way that you're seeing it play out so you may see into the time stream in this case in the book but you don't really know what else is around it and i think it's kind of similar with us so this may be our karma or our destiny or however you want to call it and see it but does it have to play out exactly that way no can things change absolutely you are the author Again, I'll repeat that again. We are not only the creators, but the authors of our lives. So that can always change. But um, I'm kind of going back to that little point that I wanted to explore in terms of just contracts, right? And I think this has become a super popularized topic right now, but I also think it's become popularized from a romantic point of view. I think people are mm -hmm. very, um, I think we're all seeking 
something that resides only within us. <laughs> and so we've created these narratives very heavily centered around romantic contracts, etc. And so that's become a bit more popularized. And a lot of us will immediately be like, oh, well, I've got a soul contract with so and so. And and so anyway, let's talk a little bit about that. <laughs> that is another uh, incredible topic. And, you know, I know from the psychic point of view, if you are a psychic, it can be a very frustrating experience if you meet someone and you recognize them, and you feel very strongly that this is a very important relationship. But you can also feel that maybe this is not someone you're going to spend the rest of your life with. And it can be very uh, conflicting. And also, you know, if you feel that energy of recognition, you can also misinterpret that as this is my person. We're supposed to, you know, be together. And yeah. that's a form of spiritual bypassing. So if you're using spirituality to force a relationship or to make something happen or romanticize an experience, it can create some delusion or some separation of your true self. Mm -hmm. So it's important to know the difference that yes, you can recognize someone and know that there's something to learn because ultimately these connections, these relationships that we have, just using this as an example, are assignments, right? Mm -hmm. So we're not put on earth to find someone that we're to spend the rest of our life with and never learn. You can meet someone early on and spend the rest of your life with them, but you're constantly learning and growing, you know, and then other people learn and grow through a variety of different kinds of relationships. Mm -hmm. But through the ego and the physical body, we want to dictate that experience. And that's what we have to really be careful for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a level of rigid attachment to that. And listen, man, I know what that feels like. So I will speak from firsthand experience. So it's not always as it all seems. And we've got to be very good about tapping into discernment again, and our intuition again. So and also, I want to really bring forth the knowledge that a lot of these contracts too are meant to sort of be ended for reasons. And also they don't always have to be of the romantic indole. <laughs> like sometimes they're about like family members or friends, you know, or just people that we've maybe incarnated here several times with, etc. You you don't always know because right now in this space, you no longer have access to that information because that's part of your journey. You know, you've chosen to take this on in a different way, but it, it doesn't always have to be the, you know, quote unquote, the one I always tell my clients. And it's just something that I firmly believe, like with every bone in my body, with every cell in my body is that you are your soulmate. You don't need an external source. You don't need any of that. That's you. Everything else, it just develops and it flows in a way that is going to best serve you according to, yes, your chosen path, but also your ability to choose freely and get that free will in. Absolutely. And you're tapping also into something really important is that we are whole, complete and perfect as we are. Mm -hmm. So anytime you reach outside of yourself to find the white knight or that expression of completeness that you're seeking within yourself, you're going to end up with a very mirrored type of relationship. So they might be expressing to you the very things you need to work on. So you are correct. We are whole and complete within ourselves, mm -hmm. you know? And so 
it's interesting who we draw in in terms of our point of attraction, which I think sometimes law of attraction is so, you know, almost overused or abused in this Mm -hmm. state, but it is a state, right? You're in a matrix and you step into someone else is in the same matrix as you. And that's an opening point or an access point or an opportunity to learn. Why did I draw this person in? What do I love about this person? What do I love about myself? And so it's just learning. And if you're learning, you are in a wonderful space. Now, if you are connected through a space where you're just in a trauma loop, or Mm -hmm. you are just reenacting the same situation over and over, that's when we can start to extract unhealthy patterns from relationships. But again, that's for that person's own discernment, you know, for them to decode. So it gets tricky. You know, sometimes we don't always see ourselves clearly, but ultimately we are whole, complete and perfect. So especially that idea with twin flame um, flame connections, you know, people become very obsessed with this idea that there's this perfect soul out there that they haven't met met yet. And in some extreme cases, people will self-sabotage perfectly healthy relationships for the sake of this fantasy or this idea they have, which again is the super ego just reacting of, of what the super ego needs. It's not feeding the soul, it's feeding the ego. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Oh, yep, goosebumps. And let's just dive into this. Let's explore this whole dynamic and idea of a twin flame. So could you please tell us what exactly is a twin flame according to what we've been taught so far? Well, based on the interpretation we've been given is there are, there are twin flames. So it's, it's not, uh, it's, it's not a myth, Mm -hmm. but we just have to discern what our interpretation of what that is, because, you know, when you actually draw in someone that you have spent multiple lifetimes in, yes, you will recognize them. They will feel like someone that it's almost a very symbiotic relationship. But what's also important to point out in a twin flame relationship is there will be a lot of mirroring and that can be extremely activating. So that mythology of this idea that when you find your twin flame, it's the perfect relationship. It's exactly that. It's a myth Uh because they will probably activate you and force you to work on what you need to work on more than anyone. Yeah. And so it's, it's important to get clear on what, you know, a twin flame is, is someone who you've incarnated multiple times with and might've played really a lot of roles. So we do want that familiarity and that safety. I think we all crave that and that's a normal, natural thing, Mm -hmm. but it's also important to know that when you meet your twin flame, you will most likely be activated in different areas and keep in mind That's why we're here. We're here to learn through our relationships. Relationships are indeed assignments. So you can view the twin flame as the ultimate assignment. And the translation in the 3D realm is it's your ultimate, amazing, most romantic, best relationship of your entire life. Right. And that's, I think, where we get a little bit in the sticky situation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because it doesn't always have to be that way. And there's actually a lot of, oof, 
I was going to say nuance, but it's not accurate. I think that there's a lot of different information about it just from different sources. So there's a lot of misinformation as well, making a lot of people feel very unsettled and specifically seeking this particular type of thing out. Because like you said, I think it's, I agree with you. I think that we all look for this. I think we all want to feel whole and seen and complete and understood on a deeper level. Yet, I really firmly believe that that can only come from us. It's definitely not something external. And it can lead to really pathological situations, really difficult and unhealthy patterns, just because we're continuing to excuse something in the idea that, oh, but this is my, you know, soulmate or twin flame or whatever. And those are two distinct ideas, by the way, if you're just listening to the first uh, to this information for the first time, they are two distinct ideas. But I still think that regardless, we've got to remember, we are whole and we are complete and we are home and we are us and are like by ourselves and within our own power, but also to to never invalidate your own values and belief systems and being because of a romanticized understanding of what that energetic flux and exchange can be. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like taking the psychic field and turning it into a romance novel. So it's become this popularized fantasy of the ultimate relationship. And of course, if you work in the esoteric field, you, you are most likely working on yourself in a more, you know, in a more extended way, you're, you're going deeper. And so we seek more deeper, more fulfilling relationships. So it would make sense. You know, if you look at the Course in Miracles, they talk about the special relationship, mm. that extra special person that it, it's there, you know, that that's that relationship we all seek. But it's important to identify that if you are fragmented, that you are going to bring someone in that will mirror that experience. So you can both work on that. Mm -hmm. And so the, that sort of, I guess, in a way would take the romance out of it. And it can also be very amazing. You know, it's not here trying to destroy the idea of a twin flame relationship being happy and fulfilling. There are plenty of people out there living that. But it's also important to dispel the myths associated with what, again, keeping in mind, this is an unregulated industry. Mm -hmm. So if someone is vulnerable and someone says, hey, I'm going to help you find your twin flame and I'm going to do some spell casting, which by the way, any type of activity that disrupts free will is so unethical. Oh yeah. And so, but people will pay because they're desperate to connect with that soul because they want to connect with something outside of themselves because they haven't connected yet with themselves. Yep. Yep. So much to that. I a hundred percent agree with you, by the way, anything that interferes with free will. No, no, no. At least for me. I mean, there are other people out there who may be okay with it, but personally it just doesn't sit well with my soul and the effects can actually be quite devastating. So just careful, think twice before you do stuff. And then also to just to tie this off and move into something else. Definitely remember we our human understanding of what this relationship is can also be very different. I mean, as I understand, sometimes some of us really do find our twin 
And it doesn't mean that it's got to be a physical 3D thing, right? It's like there you activate, now you're kind of moving in a different direction and soul is not changing and you are not changing. So don't freak out by that either. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also important to understand that there you can have relationships that can be mistaken for twin flame because you recognize them, you feel that relationship on a soul level. But it's important to recognize that many people that we will endeavor or encounter in this life cycle, we will recognize the more we become deeply intuitive, like the more we access our own intuition. And so that doesn't mean every person that crosses your path is your twin flame. It might be someone that you can identify and recognize and know you need to work through something with. So that's also important to recognize as well. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Oof. Okay. Well, moving a little bit different, but I'm so glad we explored that. So thank you for jumping in that rabbit hole with me. <laughs> um, I definitely would love to hear a little bit more about your own work, right? And how you approach this empowerment with people and what that looks like. Well, that's a great topic and something I'm personally very passionate about is empowerment. Uh, and a lot of times working with individuals, I do a lot of spiritual mentorship. Um, so I'm just in the process of developing, well, I've actually wrote the course three years ago. It's just a matter of having the time to get it up online, which is in process now, mm -hmm. but I've been working with, um, many clients. I've, uh, should mention that I've been working professionally for over 13 years. Uh, so I, this is not, you know, something new to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the passion resides in not just necessarily giving someone a psychic reading or a mediumship reading, but the passion for me lies in people understanding their own ecosystem. So everyone develops in a different way and carries a different pattern or different energy signature. So being able to awaken someone or identify something that resonates within them and then, you know, being able to provide the tools for them to continue down that journey. And also just to never dictate the experience. It's so important to just, you can't dictate someone's life. You can't tell them how to heal. You can't tell them how they're going to move through the experience. You can provide them with, again, illuminating and empowering information. Mm -hmm. And then it's important for them to again, uh, access this information in the way that resonates specifically to them, and then to move through that experience in the way that they're choosing. Mm -hmm. So that's the approach. And uh, we always, you know, tell our clients, um, when you hear me saying we I'm probably channeling a little bit right now. And we always tell clients to pay attention, what feels good, what feels bad. You know, these are simply guidelines. They're, they're, we're not telling you what to do. You're always in charge. Mm -hmm. So again, if you look at there's, you know, some individuals out there that want to either boss you around or tell you to follow a certain protocol for obvious reasons, that's probably not the best idea. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I love that. And again, I think it's super important to highlight just because there is so much just smoke and mirrors type information around these things. And, you know, just to kind of further that clarity a little bit to help people become a bit more clear on this subject too. Is there a difference between a psychic approach and a mediumship type of approach? 
Yes. So everyone is psychic. Not everyone is a medium. Mm-hmm. And so this is something where we've seen people say, no, I'm a medium. I'm not a psychic. It's like, well, if you're a medium, you are a psychic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so not everyone necessarily taps in to other you know, beings from another realm. And so being psychic means that you are connecting to your spiritual guides, you're connecting to your own field of energy to interpret what's going on around you. And uh, working in mediumship is a foreign signature coming in that you are interpreting. That is the difference. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. Well, Maxine, we're running a little bit low on time for the show itself. I am going to keep you hanging out a little bit longer just for the Patreon listeners. But there are two questions that I always ask my guests before we wrap things up. The first one, of course, is where can the listeners find you and support you and work with you? Well, thank you so much. Uh, So my website is just my name, MaxineFriend.com. And I'm mostly on Instagram. I do provide free channels.